What is the Podcast Matrix? The Podcast Matrix is your source for podcast hosting. Get your entire podcast library hosted at podcastmatrix.com. Giant rampaging monsters, time-traveling murderbots, evil geniuses, and epic heroes. With all the TV shows, movies, cartoons, and video games using comic book-related stories, it can be a near-impossible task to navigate and understand them all. That's where we come in. Let a trio of OGs, that stands for original geeks, take you by the hand and beat you over the head with seemingly useless but socially important pop culture information. It's time for my big fat pull list. Welcome to another edition of my big fat pull list. Thank you for, for listening and tuning in and downloading our podcast. Uh, we, we definitely agree that uh, the, the three people that are doing it are awesome. Everybody who else that's not just, you know, go and walk off a cliff. See you later. <laughs> He's talking about us. You're on. <laughs> yeah, we're the three people who are subscribed to this show. Kid genius. Wow. We couldn't okay. even get our spouses to subscribe yeah. to this. It's just us. Just us. Just, I, I made two accounts. That's what there's Just us ducks. <laughs> That's right. Just us ducks. I'm Mr. X. To my left. Pistol Danger. And to my right, as always. Smurfy. The genius boy. Yes. They, they can't see your pistol, pistol, so stop pointing at me. <laughs> That's not a gun. That's, That's Megatron. Megatron. <laughs> that is a weapon. Yeah, Megatron? stupid. <laughs> Dummies. Because he's not a weapon. He's Megatron. He's Megatron. So today on my big fat poll list, we are going to do something that we haven't done before. And we're going to delve into the world of DC. Director's cut. No. no. Close. Detective Comics. Close. Is actually uh, what DC counted well. for. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Believing the stupidity to me. Yes, you know what? It's a natural for you. pistols be for you. That's, you know what? That's fair. I'm, I'm glad to be the middleman here you know, you in got this me. podcast. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you uh, realize that uh, we, we really don't talk a lot about DC currently because, There's well, the, us, there, there are reasons. There are definitely reasons. Most of us are not very versed with anything past Flashpoint mm-hmm. because when you do a whole universe reboot, you kind of lose some people and mm-hmm. tends to be looked like as a dick move. Yeah, you have garbage writing on top of it, you're gonna lose more people. Right. And and then when it takes you five years to try to start fixing that with something called rebirth and you're only half good, you're yeah. you're still not winning everybody back. But we're going to definitely get to the comic book stuff, the current comic book stuff, in a future episode. But anyway, that's not what today is about. Today is about the past. Today is about the stories from the DC Universe that we gravitate towards. Also, if you're like me, and I'm betting a lot of you are, a lot of you just... Ruggedly handsome and... Obviously, uh, yes. And strangely attracted to... uh, Ferns and scrolls, apparently. And yes. scrolls, scrolling. Twilix scrolls, Twilix scrolls. Yes, you know most of your DC. You have to, most of your DC knowledge from the animated series, both Batman, the Batman, 
Batman in 3D where he fought Professor Pig. <laughs> Batman <laughs> Unlimited, the one where he fights Dracula that was a made-for-TV movie. The one where he fights the penguin with a slew of animal-themed villains. I gotta cut you off here and start rambling on with wow. the titles. Wow. Dude. You don't need to name all. That's Let's sum it up. Yeah, Batman, that's, that's, a that's a lot of Batman. Yeah. That's a lot of Batman. Or you know Green Lantern from Justice League or the Green Lantern. You know, Green, short you know Green Lantern, Lantern from Batman. I know Green Lantern <laughs> is Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> well, you sit back and be educated. Uh, well, I mean, I'm gonna educate. Wholesome. I do have a couple of stories that I remember. I remember reading The Long Halloween. Do you, that's a good one. That let's, was a start, well, you know, let's start with that, then. Okay. Because that, that is a uh, classic Batman story. Working at the shop, I'd always ask people, hey, not in the DC, what's, what's the first thing I can read? Everybody would always bring up Longest Halloween. Mm-hmm. Like, every every single person, even if they weren't a DC fan. That and No Man's Land were the two no Man's books Land that is I good know and big. people uh, were just like... Hush. Hush is the third. Where people were like, read the story of Hush. And I remember really reading good. bits and pieces. The of problem it. is, is when they first came out with Hush, it was two volumes. No yeah. one knew. Second volume was real small. Now they have it in one solid volume. So you don't have to worry about getting the second volume. Well, well another second volume. Well, where where Hush is concerned, it is about to celebrate its fifteenth anniversary. Wow. So that goes to show you yeah. some uh, the longevity there. Now the long Halloween was a thirteen issue story arc mm-hmm. that was self contained. It didn't mm-hmm. run right. in the other books. It was no, a, what we would consider a maxi series. Right. Thirteen issues written by Jeff Loeb, mm-hmm. who I absolutely love. But the art is Tim Sale. Right. Tim Sale has done some great artwork. For non-comic book fans, Tim Sale did all of the art for the uh, first few seasons of Heroes, a television series. All the comic book stuff is all him. That's Tim Sale's art. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. And the long long Halloween, that's actually one of those stories that I've always wanted to see and maybe an animated, I think a, ra- a rated R animated feature because be I, that would that would actually be really cool. Although they kind of messed up uh, the Killing Joke in the animated unit. I heard that. I heard. I True. Heard, I heard it's bad because they tried to make it long enough to be a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you skip through the first twenty minutes and just get straight to the, the Killing Joke content, oh, it's better. Then okay. it's it's good. It's okay. it's what you expect. But they added on a whole. Hey, for all of you who don't know who Batgirl uh, is, let's give story. you some Batgirl background. Ugh. Then they modernized it by giving her the cliched gay best friend oh. that she conf- that's, confides in. That's Batwoman now, right? Well, Batwoman is a lesbian, yes. That's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because Batgirl was always straight. Sort of well, Batgirl is straight. Right. So that's she what has the... It's I'm male gay. Oh, what? <laughs> it's a myth, like Will and Grace. Oh, she has a will. I like and Will and Grace. I like Got Will and Grace too. Okay. But I'm saying, Got she's Grace. Yeah, now I'm fine. I'm fine. And she has a will. Got you. Now I'm on board. She refers to to Batman as her yoga instructor. Interesting. Okay. Because her yoga instructor would keep her out all night and, right. and bend her and blah blah right. blah. They also introduced the whole love story between Barbara and Barbara Bruce. and Bruce. Oh wow. Or okay. more more specifically. Batman and Barbara, because we all know Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne is not Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne is Batman. Bruce Wayne is the secret identity. Yes. yes. Because when he talks to himself in his head. Say I don't Bruce refer Wayne. to myself as Bruce. Yeah. Who do you refer to yourself to? That is a Batman Beyond. That's a Batman Beyond. A, a yeah. little bit of foreshadowing, because we're going to get to some Batman Beyond stuff in a, in a few minutes. But yes, mm-hmm. The Long Halloween, they also did uh, another story, uh, Dark Victory. So you've got The Long Halloween and Dark Victory. So you've got beautiful art. You've got great writing. 
and it's definitely a story to where you don't have to know a lot about Batman's background. It's not bogged down in continuity, so it's a great read to be able to pick up, read, and enjoy. Would you say that uh, The Longest Halloween is more of like a detective book that you're reading? Well, yeah. Like you're solving a crime. That's you it more it is all about solving a crime, but then it's also, it's also you're throwing in these iconic characters right. that you would know if you watched the cartoon series, mm-hmm. Batman animated series, which I'm sure we all grew up on. Yes. Best 90s cartoon ever? Yep. Well, close. Second best for me. Top I, five. I loved Gargoyles. Top five. But uh, but yeah yeah, Long Halloween definitely definitely would be on my uh, my pick. Because when you see Batman like in the movies, in the cartoon they did a good job of covering that he is the world's greatest detective. The movies don't cover it so much. The movies kind of glo- have, have gloss over, glossed right. over that a great. That's deal. what's great about these comics is that you dive back into it of him solving crimes. Like who's really behind this? Why would they do that? Why would they do this? Well, DC Comics back so. in the day, I don't know if they're still doing that now with the whole reshuffle with their reboot. But that's one of the reasons why you had so many different Batman comic books out there. You'd have Batman, there was Batman, Legend of the Dark Knight. Uh, but then you'd have Detective Comics. Mm-hmm. And Detective Comics specifically, every story arc was a detective story. Yep. Or it was meant to be a detective story because it's Detective Comics. Right. You're solving a crime. Yep. Now over in Batman, right. you could have Batman fighting, fighting Joker, Clayface, right. Joker, whatever, and it's... It's your classic good guy versus bad guy type right. thing. Mm-hmm. More for people who are like, hey, I like the cartoon. Great, here's a comic. Here, it, the then you would like this. Mm-hmm. You know what? I've always wanted to know more about Batman solving crimes right. and being a detective. Well, then you want to read Detective, detective Comics. Yeah. Bingo. Okay, okay. So good good picks from Pistol so far. Mm-hmm. What about you, Smurfy? Oh, uh, man, DC stuff. I've been reading, honestly, Green Lantern since the first Rebirth. And I've, I've been digging it. Okay, so, so now uh, if if for those that's early two thousands, yeah, very very early two thousands, back in college. That's why I really fell in love with it. And the cartoon really only like so I'm talking about Justice League really only covers on John Stewart, who's this one of the Guardians from Earth, and like like he's a completely different persona than Hale Jordan, who I know and love, who is my Green Lantern. Right, right. You know, and there's there's some good books out there and like he teamed up with a lot of other people too people don't realize like they they, they got really hokey with it they were the Emerald Knights him and Green Arrow fighting side right, by side right and then uh, when Hill Jordan left or died or whatever Kyle Reiner kind of took over and he would hang out with Green Arrow well let's be Green more specific okay. Kyle didn't die Kyle, Kyle went became, crazy and yes. became a bad guy right Killed off the Green Lantern yeah, Corps. Par- Parallax. Mm-hmm. Sort of became Parallax. Yep. Killed off the Green Lantern, Lantern Corps. And then as Dang. punishment, yep. after dying, became the Spectre. Yep. That version of the Spectre to atone for all of his sins. Mm-hmm. And that is a very, very watered down version of yes. Hal Jordan's life. Because somewhere in there he has gray hair. Yes, he gets a little that's gray. Part, that's part of the parallax. Yes, he gets the he gets the Mister Fantastic gray mm-hmm. cyberns going. Yeah, you turn you turn evil and your <laughs> hair goes a little cyber, gray. Right. But yes, I remember actually that's when I got heavy into Green that's Lantern when Guy as well. When Gardner became the Warrior, he got rid of the ring, right, and got some crazy super strong. Can he create guns and such? Was I don't. I like never. Could... Sadly, I never got into the part where I got introduced to Guy Gardner was when he lost that. Mm. Like it got that got ripped out of him, and the ring got back on, or the ring got back on, or ripped that out of him. Was like, no, you're back to being Guy Gardner, Green Lantern, Defender of Earth. Yeah. yeah. See, I so did I never not spend a lot of time with Kyle. I, I, okay. I, Kyle is probably Kyle and John Stewart, 
comic book version of John Stewart are probably the two characters I did not read a, a lot, lot about. I read a I, lot I read of Hal, Hal, and I my exposure to Guy, who personally is my favorite Green Lantern. It's also an a-hole. That's why he's my favorite he's, Green he's Lantern. with a ring. <laughs> but a worse, but a worse haircut. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, the, the best haircut yeah. ever. Oh, they no. fixed that. Don't worry, they fixed that. Uh, I've always liked Guy Gardner, but in my exposure to him was in the uh, Justice League International yes, comic book. Yes, that's where I was going with this. Where you, you, they actually, the comic book actually took a little bit of a comedic turn, and you had a very memorable cast of characters on that comic book. You, Booster Gold. Booster Gold, Blue, Blue Beetle, Beetle, Ted Cord, Ted Cord, Ted Cord, Ted Cord, Blue Beetle. You need yes. to bring that up. He didn't have the powers. Hmm? He no, was, he was just he was a, he was a tech guy. He was basically Batman. He was a little less rich of a Batman. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a, his stuff was a little less cool. Well, Batman was a billionaire. Yeah. He was just a millionaire. millionaire. That's, no, that's exactly millionaire. It. He he had a flying beetle, a um, beetle ship. Yep. Yeah. That's where the, he had tech. He had some cool beetle gadgets. He had like the beetle gun. Mm-hmm. I forgot what that fire. <laughs> I think it was like gas or something stupid, or it was a hook grappling. Beetle hook. gas. Yeah. yeah, it was weird. I think he had like a to, gun. Uh, but that gave us. I never used it. Yeah. The, the team up of the Marlon Green, uh, Martian Manhunter's Love of Oreos. What? Love of Oreos. Yes. Love of Oreos. That's, oh, that, okay. that was introduced I, in, uh, in in in. I think he said he was the lover yeah. of warriors, and I was like, huh? Yeah. And I, he did must love. Must have misread that. What What was her name? There was a female Frost. Not not Frost. No, it was, she was. It, I think her name was Frost, and then there was a girl who had fire. There was you're thinking fire and ice. Yeah, yeah the fire and ice. Was, it was because they were in Justice League together. Yes. Okay. And they were just trying to hit on him and failed. Because Guy Gardner is in love with uh, ice. Because yes. there was a rotating cast, but the, uh-huh. the, the but fire was Brazilian. Along mm-hmm. was it? Fire. It was elongated man, not plastic man. It was elongated man who also yes would pop man. in mm-hmm. every once in a while. Every once in a while for that team. The Martian Manhunter was more the guy who kind of tried to run the team because you. Oh no, it was Batman. Batman started running the team, but then. Batman kind of left like Batman always does. does. Right. He starts and is like, you guys are on your own now. And then their Green Lantern was guy, yeah, we are covered for a guard. Right. We've got into several altercations with Batman. Of course. And it was great. Well, I, I was never famous. First mm-hmm. issue, Batman knocked Guy out in one punch. Yep. Well, because Guy. And then they kept reminding Guy <laughs> that for like the rest of the book, for, for the rest well, of his life. Batman took well, you out in one punch. The nice part was this guy Gardner kept getting mouthed with Batman, and Batman's like, "You didn't have that ring on." And the guy goes, "Oh yeah, Batman yeah, takes, takes the ring off." And Batman pop. pop. Yeah. And then all we've been open safe for the next like yeah. several pages is one punch. That's all he says. <laughs> like every time he pops up, he goes one, one punch. punch. And he says, "That's it." And it's fantastic. The guy's still unconscious. Everyone's like, "You see what Batman did?" Like no one helps out guy. One <laughs> yeah, it's punch. Like, one punch. He's I a do, one punch man. Yeah. yeah. I <gasps> do. Oh. I do believe the uh, some of that international stuff has been collected in trade paperback. I have it. So if anybody is interested in seeing a more comedic side, it's very good to the Justice League characters. Definitely pick that up. Volume one, it's easy to get. It's like they still yeah. they're still printing it, so it's very easy to get. Should be I remember when you can find those issues in a quarter bin. At yeah, a comic show. That's a little tougher now, but the paper a little bit tougher now. Fairly, and I think it's pretty cheap too. It's only like fourteen, fifteen bucks. So. Yeah. Well, it seems like. We, we we brought it up here and there. The cartoon series from the nineties. That's what got me into DC. In the early two thousands, okay. Batman the animated series, the Superman Superman the animated yep. series. Yes. Uh, then they did Justice Cartoon Network, brought us Justice League, and was smart enough to, for the most part, respect the continuity from those first two mm-hmm. cartoon you, series. You forgot it actually was Batman. Superman. I remember they had the Batman Superman hour. 
Then they brought in Batman Beyond, and then after Batman Beyond was the Justice League, and then with Justice League Unlimited. Right, right, well, right. Also, Sorry. Static Shock was in there. And that Static was Shock was literally Static, in continuity. Static Shock yes, was at the yes. same time, or was at the, towards the end of Batman. Batman Beyond, or Batman Beyond. And they only ran for three seasons, Batman Beyond. Did. Static Shock was in, like, around season two and three. That's when they brought in. Well, if you even want to get more technical, Batman started with his just... Batman the animated series, right, then it turned into Batman, Batman and Robin the animated series. The adventures of Batman. The new adventures of Batman. Because that's, yeah. that's when they started using Batgirl do it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's when that's uh, when they changed uh, they changed all the Dick designs Ray, in the last. Well, Dick Grayson went to be a Nightwing in season and four. We mm-hmm. skipped over Jason Todd and went straight yep. to Tim Drake. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were like too violent for kids to handle. So. But again, once Justice League started, they respected the continuity yes, yes, they did. and actually used the same voice actors. Yep. Mm-hmm. And brought in more storylines that kind of paid homage to the old stuff, and kept continuity, which yeah. is which is very appreciative to me. And then, like you said, Unlimited happened, and yeah. this is still on Cartoon Network. And Unlimited happened, and then all of a sudden, you they, realize Unlimited is connected to Batman Beyond. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that's when they branched out and started introducing you to a whole bunch of new characters, which I thought was fantastic. Mm-hmm. The rest they of broke the away. Members. Yeah, they wasn't broke just the main seven. seven. They're like, hey, here's with a Captain guest star Marvel. every once in yeah, a while. Now it's here's, Adam, here's yeah. Adam Smasher. Here's a, a whole bunch. And they they introduced pretty, Suicide Squad to me. And they introduced uh, they started yeah. using Cadmus, mm-hmm. which is cool. Yeah, did they? Did they, uh, suicide Squad. They didn't actually call him the Suicide Squad, though. No, no it, it Task Force. It was X. Yeah. Task Force yeah. X, which was on a suicide mission. Mm-hmm. Yes, because Deadshot calls. He's like, "This is a suicide mission." Mm-hmm. Right. She's like, "Let's take a time off." And then yeah. Went in. Mm-hmm. And that the, was really cool. The, way the only that. disappointing thing from those cartoons that I found was the uh, the storyline, the death of Superman. That's the one thing they didn't handle well in the animated universe because they introduce. Oh, you do that. They introduced Doomsday, and they get rid of them real quick. Well, the yeah, that's the well, they did an episode in which it was the death of Superman, but Toy Man was responsible for the death of Superman, but he didn't actually die. No, forward in time. Forward in time, and the only person left living on the planet was Vandal Vandal Savage. Savage. Yep. So we got to see the funeral Mm -hmm. for Superman in flashbacks of that episode. But we never really got the death and return of Superman's story. Well, right. I think it would have been a bit much for kids to watch Superman and Doomsday pummel each other literally to In death. all fairness, they learned from the 80s when they had the J.I. Joe, or the Transformers cartoon, and they killed off Optimus Prime, and the kids lost their shit. You know, technically speaking, just just a little fun fact, I don't want to get too far off topic, we but... Do tend to do that. We do yeah. tend to do that. Yeah. But a fun fact is that the G.I. Joe movie that came out the That's very next year, did. Duke... Technically, was supposed, supposed to die, to die. Mm-hmm. so they actually had to add dialogue, and it wasn't in the script. They add dialogue at the end of the movie. Hey guys, Lady just Chan. heard back from yeah, just heard back from the doc. Duke's gonna be okay. And they all go yay, and like that—that's how they. Duke was supposed up. to die supposed and to die. be replaced yep. by his brother. Right, hmm. his brother's take over because in the cartoon, his brother did kind of take over. Yeah, and you don't really see Duke anymore. But that's the—that's th- the thing. They, they were such backlash because Kids. how can you kill Optimus Prime? Well, in all fairness, the Transformers—it wasn't as Optimus. It was, it was all your well, favorites. Yeah, they, they killed Optimus, Ratchet, Iron Iron yeah. side. They're like, who else do we not like? You're dead. <laughs> like, who else does everybody like? You like him a lot. You're dead. Yeah, but but getting back on track, yeah, it sorry. did bring us one of my favorite but episodes that had with um, Ray Romano's brother being Lobo, forcing himself yes. into the Justice League, he and then forcing Calabac to say Uncle yeah. while piling him under cars. Yeah, the main man in Justice League and Justice League Unlimited 
is the best version because of Lobo. He goes, that's my version of Lobo. Yeah, when yeah, I think of Lobo, yeah, yeah. that's the version that You're I right. Oh, yeah. That was fantastic. He's like, he's like, I remember Soups. He helped me out going back to Superman cartoon. Yeah. That was great. Yep. And he's like, I'll do him right. And everyone's like, man, you're doing it wrong. He's like, no, he'd do it this way. He'd do right. it this way. He stacks cars like 10 high on Calabash. <laughs> yeah. And Alex's like, all right, I give up. What's wrong with you? <laughs> but bringing up the cartoons, that's, that's uh, again, for, foreshadowing when we talked about it earlier, Batman Beyond. I was, I'm blown away by future stuff anyway. Uh, for comic books, where Marvel's mm-hmm. concerned, I loved 2099. Spider-Man 2099 and the whole 2099 universe. The other comic books I was reading when I was a younger kid, there were I was reading the Ninja Turtle comic books, uh, the Archie Adventure series. I and they actually, the well, they actually interact with their future selves. Right. Their future selves come and, and need their younger selves to help them rescue their older selves. From, from just bad stuff in the, in the future. The polar ice caps have melted. Future Shredder. Yeah. Well, actually, it's past Shredder brought into the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy time travel stuff. Those but, wacky mutants, both in the teenage variety and in the X variety. But in the future, you know, Raphael's wearing a baseball cap. He has an eye patch because his right. eye's been, been messed up. Yeah. And he, he's actually using all of the weapons. That's right. He's got his size, he's got a katana, and he's got a pair of nunchucks. So he, you know, he, he's a badass in the future. So I love anything that deals with the future stuff. And then all of a sudden, they give us Batman, Batman Beyond. Beyond, which was awesome. A future version of Batman, trained by old grizzled Bruce Wayne, voiced by again Steve by Kevin favorite. Conroy, mm-hmm. the best who Batman. is who no, is my the, the old the old Batman, mm-hmm. Kevin Conroy. Just to clarify, the, yes, because, the old because the Terry McGinnis. Because Terry McGinnis becomes the new Batman. Yes. No, I'm because saying, Batman Beyond. Beyond the Batman. Beyond, he's no, beyond the Batman. He's, he's voiced by the guy who plays Eric Matthews of Boy Meets World. Yes. And that's at the time that was on the air, too. And I was like, there oh, is. this is awesome. But I, I did that. You're right. I fell in love with Batman Beyond right away. Yes. I was expected to kept the old Batman with the old voice. I thought that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And the was fun older. thing about it, though, is that eventually they transferred the lore into, into yes. comic yeah. books. Right. And most comics since it's a comic comic book podcast, it all does come back to comic books. Mm -hmm. And cartoons feed into the comic books, the comic books feed into the cartoons, because again, Batman Beyond didn't exist in the comic books. And then all of a sudden he does. Very similar to how Harley Quinn, introduced in Batman the Animated Series, Mm -hmm. did not exist in the comic books Mm -hmm. until years later during the No Man's Land story arc in Batman in which they finally introduce back to Harleen Quinzel. Harleen Quinzel. That's when she was introduced. I yeah. was wondering, I, was wondering, I didn't no know No Man's exactly Land story point. Because I, I have it um, yeah. by many series. And series. how great is Justice League Unlimited that it had so many display of characters. But it yeah. also, there's one mention of one of my favorite DC characters who they've yet, they've never brought back and I'm fine with it. The Hitman. Tommy Monaghan. He's got his own little series by Garth Ennis. Uh-huh. And it's a beautiful self-contained story about this hitman that lives in Gotham. Hmm. And Batman shows up in it, and from time to time, and like he kind of interacts in and out with like he, he was in Justice League. Yeah, well, no, he's mentioned in Justice oh, League. Okay, no, he no. had like his run is about fifty issues plus, and then there's a Justice League special where he helps the Justice League, hmm. and super it's it's basically Superman recanting this story because Tommy is now spoiler alert Tommy dies at the end of the series saving like a child and their mother hmm. because. Okay. The you know the, the villain the rogue at the end has the heart of gold right, and then it ends um, with Superman recanting the story about how the Justice League was taken over 
by what originally gave Tommy his powers, which is this race of aliens that I don't remember what they're called. It's been so long since I've read it. But basically, it gives him x-ray vision hmm. and, like, just really good aim and shit. And they come, and they start taking over the Justice League one by one. And they take over the crew. Like, a human spaceship crew lands in the Justice League, go and try and save them. Take over Batman, Wonder Woman. And they do all these things. And they're able to shut down their powers. So, throughout all of this, the reason Tommy is there is because Batman had captured him, because Batman constantly does. But Stop killing people in Gotham. Yeah, yeah. but like Tommy oh, knows guys on the force. Because mm. Tommy's not a bad like Tommy's got the rules. No kids, no women, no bad like no good people. Like he won't kill okay. like no, Harvey Dent or something I like, like that. that. And so like the like, you know, he knows certain cops which are lenient and which aren't. And there's actually one where Batman literally drops him, the cops look back like, So where do you want to go? Back to the bar? Because their main base is a bar. Or like back home, he's like, nah, take me to the bar. And they all go to the bar. Yeah. And the story is Tommy kills all the members of the staff that are fully infected and is able to save the members of the Justice League. Of course. And at the end, no one likes Tommy because he killed. Mm. And the, the, he broke the, their code. Yeah, he broke the code. And at the end, Superman laments that, like, if not for Tommy, the Justice yeah. League would have lost. Yeah, we'd all be, we'd all be dead. Yeah. yeah. There's one thing where Tommy goes to the bathroom, and, it, and he goes to the bathroom, he has a mark on the right, Tommy was here. Hmm. In this bathroom subset. And so when the watchtower or something is destroyed, Superman tells him to leave this part alone because it's got Tommy's signature. And so every now and then he'll go there, and the last line is so beautiful. He goes, to pray for the soul of a killer. Huh. And it's just, I can't do it justice how well. Like, the book has its ups and downs. Right. I would absolutely recommend finding uh, Hitman. I think you can find it in big trades, but I don't know where. All right. So that is, Hitman is my favorite DC character. Favorite DC character, favorite DC story. I'm trying to think of other other comic book stories from DC's past that I, I was like enthralled with. I The death and return, of, return Superman. of Superman. I was unable to read it in comic book form, but I actually did buy the novelization and read that. Comic book form? War, Batman War Games. I think Batman's got some of the best writing, like has, has had some of the best writing, but... Mm. Do you have your read War Games and it's about? No, and I, I know nothing about War Games. It's, just, it's three volumes long. covers all the Batman titles at the time. Uh, huge book. We'll just sum it up as best I can. Batman has an ultimate plan for getting rid of crime in Gotham, right? At the time, there was a girl called Spoiler. Right. Who, right? She got on Batman's bad side. Like, really bad side. Like, he was Wasn't like, you're she, kicked out. She was, like, dating Tim. Tim, yeah. Wasn't she was dating she, yeah. Tim, and they were fighting crime for a while, and she really screwed stuff up. Batman's like, you're out. Mm. There's no way to get back in. Before she's out, she's like, oh, I found Batman's plan to get rid of crime. I'm going to follow it to a T. So she activates it. Oh. So all of a sudden, like, and you don't know, like, you know, it, she, she kind of activated it. I mean, they kind of tell you, but, like, all of a sudden, all stuff's going on. Batman's like, what is happening? Because certain gangs are going at each other. Like, chaos is broken out through Gotham. So he goes, like, all hands on deck. He calls Catwoman and Nightwing in, Robin, anyone. He's like, hey, we need all hands on deck. Crime's everywhere. Do what you can to, like, put the flames out. Because now there's riots and all sorts of stuff. The whole comics is figuring out, like, what happened? How are they going to solve it? And, like, where did it go wrong? Mm. And at the very end, you, I'm not going to spoil it for it, but you find out what happened. And it's actually a really kind of ingenious plan. And uh, it'll kind of leave you, like, with your jaw dropped. Mm. And, and, like... Spoiler really gets on Batman's bad side for that. Like he's kind of like, I respect what you did, but you did it all wrong, so you're you're out. Batman War Games. Yeah, Batman War Games. I see. I'm uh, 
really the the DC stuff that I read was kind of like handed to me by uh, by friends who were huge DC readers. Uh, it's uh, I think I was actually more into the Justice Society than I was the Justice League at one point in time because I had a, a buddy who had a uh, shit ton of JSA trade paperbacks. Yeah. And he just, here, read these. And I read those and I, I, I really got a kick out of some of the characters in the JSA. Uh, still enjoy the Justice League, but it seemed like the JSA just had to try harder to overcome the odds. Because, I mean, the, the Justice League, you've got, you got, you got these gods and you've got these, you know, Olympian type creatures. JSA is a little bit like less powered, like a little powered down. Like in my eyes. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. They got some. They got some ass kickers on their team. I mean, but, they literally still have the. It's almost the exact same oh, roster, yeah. just a little bit different. different. Right. Like they're. they're and the fact that they were different and not as powerful. Right. As the Justice League always kind of appealed to me. Uh, it's also where I was introduced to uh, Black Adam. Mm. Black Adam is awesome. Because Black Adam went back and forth between being a, a bad guy and a good guy. He was kind of like Namor, but I mean a little bit more extreme. Yeah, like yeah. He, I, I would I actually him call him, I would, I would actually compare Black mm -hmm. Adam to Namor from Marvel. So I, I I really don't have a comic book story. Well, how about a, char how about a couple characters? Like who's one of your, some, who are some of your favorite characters? That... From DC's past, mm -hmm. before, before the relaunch? Yeah, before... Uh, again, like I said, I liked Guy. Guy, I liked uh, Guy, Guy Gardner. I was a big fan of Guy Gardner. I, I'm a fan of Batman, but I mean he's Batman, so right. it's kind of kind of hard to take down the bat, as that's, he's shown over you know, and the, over and that, over again. That's why I like reading it though, because he can't be taken down. He's just not taken down, and when he does get taken down. He bounce, he does he bounces back, right, right. which is always great to see. Because I mean, don't get me wrong, he's he's had his back broken, you know. He's been messed up pretty bad. True, he's true. Been, he's been shot. I like it time. when I like it when Batman is at his lowest because yeah. then he his journey back is always best. So I guess I guess really then I guess the story and and scenario that I really enjoyed was was Nightfall. See, I like Nightfall was really big for me. It was one of those that I only got to read a handful of the issues as it went. I didn't get to read a lot of the side Science stuff. Guy, right. But then years later, they put out a yeah. novelization, so I was able to read some of that. Then years, even more years later, they put out trade paperbacks that actually have all of the other tie-in issues from other other books that were not uh, were not available to me at the time. So you know, you're able to go back and reread. The, the, but that's the thing. There's also the danger. There are so sometimes there's so many tie-ins. That it ruins the yeah. story. Look at, uh, we've talked about it, No Man's Land. Yep. If you look at all of the issues that have the No Man's Land banner head. It's five volumes. It's five volumes, but I can guarantee you only half of that mattered. There's a big chunk of story arc at Superman in No Man's Land trying to make things right. You can literally kind of cut that out. Yeah, you don't need it. This, it doesn't affect the story at all. So there's yeah, right. there's other stuff that they did in comic book form in No Man's Land that revolved around having nothing to do with Batman or any of the heroes right. fixing things. It just focused on certain villains and what they were, we're doing, doing in their little fiefdoms. And that didn't matter either, though. But that doesn't matter either, right? Because it's like it was only the stuff that was affecting the leftover GCPD characters yep. who yeah. stayed, their hood, right. or the Batman and right. and anybody that 
on his side that's stuck around. Right, right. Or that went back in. So again, yeah, and I, I keep on mentioning all these novelizations, sometimes reading a novelization of a comic book story arc cuts out the bullshit, and you get the good stuff. Let yeah. me let me ask you this. So in DC, I'm not as so much the fans of the main guys, like the main Justice League, right? Mm-hmm. Justice Society. I'm more of a fan of what I call like the B-stringers. Or like I call it the next gen. Yeah. That's that's your Nightwings. That's your Titans. Not Teen Titans. The Titans. The guys the in Titans. between Teen Titans and Justice League. Right. That's like the, the Kyle Rayners. You know, like those are the guys that I like. Those are the stories that I read. So those are the ones I find. Like mm. Kyle, like poor Kyle. Like everyone's like, oh, these superheroes all have these traumatic past. Kyle Rayner's past is horrific. He had a girlfriend fold it in half and shove inside a refrigerator just to have an enemy be like, look what I did. <laughs> and that's oh, it. Oh, yeah, but he also like, had oh. his mother fold it in half and put it inside an oven. Mm-hmm. What is up with villains folding half Kyle Rayner's pants? Kyle's fantastic, oh, man. man. Hey, it's all how people hey, screw girlfriend? with Kyle Rayner. Yeah, it's like, fold them find somebody that he loves, That's a woman. fold mm-hmm. them up, and put them in something. Mm-hmm. Food-related. Yeah, right. Like, the next time it happens, Not it's going box. to be... Not a glove box. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, that, you'd have to have a big glove to- box. Toaster maker. Mm-hmm. No, you can't Triple fit a person it. in a toaster maker. You fold them right, you can. Yeah. <laughs> No. Pantry, like a pantry, <laughs> yeah, or a washer and dryer, a food cabinet, right? Something, yes, food cabinet, <laughs> dummy waiter. D- there you go. Yeah. yeah, but those those are the characters that I don't know why I'm, I, I I tended more to gravitate towards them. Like um, I didn't so much care for Green Arrow when Kevin Smith wrote it; it was really great. But he had a sidekick who was Speedy. Speedy, and and I liked him. But then like his his past was also traumatic too. Like he he was a junkie. He, he was, was on the heroin. Besides that though, when he got off the heroin, he lost his arm. His arm got ripped off. Right, and it was infected. And so Cyborg was like, "Hey man, built you a new arm. The problem is your arm's slowly going to be deteriorating. So this robotic arm is going to gradually keep trying to grow up. So he was just in constant pain, and because of it, he couldn't shoot anymore. Yeah, so didn't he become like, Arsenal? Yeah, that's when he became Arsenal. Because okay. he found out that he, he couldn't, some DC he couldn't shoot. Red he couldn't Arrow, shoot. Throw, right? And he became Red Arrow, right? Yeah. Those are the stories I read. So yeah. like those, I thought those well, were intriguing. I think to that that effect, like so the big seven, right? The big mm-hmm. they right. didn't really, They were basically gods. They are. They're and gods then the lesser yeah. tier were basically the men yeah. that lived with gods. Right. So that's why I think a lot of people would gravitate more towards. Also, that. those kids were those guys were always portrayed to be in like their tw- teens to twenties mm-hmm. growing up, and at the time, that's how old I was reading them. So it's like, oh, I can relate to this kid in his twenties trying to find out his way in life, as opposed to like Batman, who's like our or Green Arrow, who are like, we know what we're doing. Yeah, we know our we know our call. Kid. Like, you didn't want to see yeah, you're like, oh, I can kind of grow with these guys and watch them evolve. Well, it's like, also oh. it's also the same dichotomy when you have, let's say, Hal Jordan with Barry Allen, right. They interact with each other in a different way than mm-hmm. Kyle Rayner and Wally West Agreed. would. Yes, exactly. Batman and Superman deal with each other in a team-up scenario differently than like Night- Superboy and Nightwing, and, and Nightwing or Robin. Or Robin. Yeah, right. You know, exactly depending right. on what Superboy we're talking about, are we talking about the black shirt? Collins? What, what's his? Yeah, the black. I think it was Connor. Connor, Connor Kent. Yeah, yeah. Or are we talking about? I forget the other one's name. The newest version of Superboy, which is Superman's son. Oh, I don't know him. Yeah, again, we're now that's the delving into right. current New continuity, G- so we're not even going to really G- right. touch on that. Mm-hmm. But it's how characters interact. I enjoy a good buddy story, so oh, that's I why I always mm-hmm. enjoyed seeing Booster Gold and Blue Beetle, original Ted Blue Ford. Beetle, Ted, Ted Ford. Ford. They are some of the best buddy comedy. together. Yeah. 
Now, and, and again, here's the thing: we can't really touch upon these characters now in this new yeah, sadly, continuity no. because we don't we don't recognize the landscape. No. So we're gonna have to bring somebody I, in to uh, show us the way and maybe shed a little I, emerald light. I am on, reading on Green some Lantern. of that. I am reading Green Lantern. Nighting's fun. So you're, re- you're reading that. I, 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 yes, I was doing. I was just making a Green Lantern reference. Gotcha, yes. buddy. <laughs> So yes, and he just—I chose to ignore it. That's fine. You you keep on doing that. <laughs> Ignored or didn't understand. So it what about what about you guys? What what about the listeners? What? All four of you out there. Who uh? What uh? What what classic? And I, I'll call it classic because it has been a while since Flashpoint happened. What classic DC story do you gravitate to? What what tripped your trigger when you were younger? Was it the cartoons? Did the cartoons lead to the comic books? Did the comic books lead to the cartoons? I know we're asking a lot of questions of you, but reach out to us. Facebook, Twitter, the internet, wherever you can find us, reach out to us and answer... I'm sorry. What? Sorry. What would you guys consider to be a classic? What's the time frame for a classic? I'm, I'm saying anything, anything before New Fifty Two. You're from Good Call Classics. Yes. Yeah. I was curious what the time frame was. Okay. I'm, I'm not. I'm or not. Vintage. How's I know you were like twenty years. Fine. Yeah, right. Seven. Vintage. Mm-hmm. Vintage is between New Fifty Two and Crisis on Infinite Earth. After before anything before Crisis mm-hmm. is classic. Gotcha. Yeah, Sorry, I haven't really read anything right. before Crisis on Infinite I Earth, so I have no knowledge of any of that. So until next time, I'm Mr. X. I'm Pistol Danger. Bang. I'm Smurfy. And and we'll we'll yeah, hopefully we'll see you next we'll, time. We'll talk to you next time. Yeah, we'll you'll listen see next you. time. Why do people say that? We'll see you next time. And it's a podcast. It doesn't make any real sense. Listen to us. Listen to us in your sleep. We'll talk to you next time. Yeah, talk to you next time. Yeah, we'll talk to you. There, just end it like that. We'll talk to you next time. That's our show, folks. We hope you enjoyed it. Tell everyone you know about our program. Unless you hated it, then keep your traps shut. Have comments, questions, suggestions for future shows? Reach out to us at our website at mybigfatpullist.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Until next time, keep your web fluid sticky. Your batarangs sharp. Ouch. And your space guns charge. That's not a space gun. That's Megatron. I'm too stupid to know the whole intro. Well, it's just introducing yourself. Introducing like, Pog. Uh, Hi, welcome to another edition of My Big Fat Polis. Are you awesome? All right, fine. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> what? Where are we? T- take two. Hi, welcome. <laughs> Shut up, you. <laughs> oh, no, you. <laughs>